what if it's not about a building? What if it's not about stained glass or steeples? What if it's about just Jesus? We've talked a lot about different things to do with the intro, but man, I think we nailed it on that one. AP, he came through and that's just phenomenal. Man, I just feel like I'm in a lullaby right there, just chilling. Yeah. You know, I Isn't could it just... so peaceful? Yes. I almost forgot to talk. Overwhelming <laughs> feeling of peace. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, he did do a great job, man. It's just such grace in that music that he played. It's so awesome. Yeah. Hey, I want to go ahead and introduce our guest today. John, thanks for coming in, man. We're glad to have you. I'm glad to be here. I love yeah. this topic. Just Jesus. You sound like a pro on that microphone, too, man. We didn't have to do anything on that. It's God-given talent. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your history in Christianity and where you come from and what that looks like a little bit with you. I grew up in uh, Oak Ridge and my grandparents, uh, they went to New Salem, which is on 61. Yeah. Right okay. across yeah. from uh, Rocky Top. Born and raised, went to that church pretty much my entire life up until 16. And then I started working, and I didn't have to go to church anymore. Ah. I was that guy. Yeah. I never stopped believing in Christ, never stopped talking about Jesus, but I just wasn't living for Jesus. He yeah. was in my back pocket. You know, yeah. I have that card. Mm. And so... It wasn't up until 2001 that I started really going back to church. And like I said, I grew up in church, but I cannot tell you one lesson that a preacher talked. Wow. Because I wasn't there to, for Jesus. I was there because my grandmother told me I had to go. Somebody drug you there. Yeah. Yeah. The you drug had, You had that drug problem. <laughs> I had that drug problem. <laughs> I mean, I was part of the youth group and... I got saved in that church, and I'm not going to doubt my salvation because I got saved at 13 on a Wednesday yeah. night service, you know, baptized. And three years I lived for Christ in that church, but when I turned 16, the world said, hey, why don't you try me out a little bit? Yeah. And so I tried it out, and I got stuck in that rut up until 2001 after September 11th. Uh, I got back into church through my work. Because I was invited there. Okay. And uh, me and my wife, she went to church, but she went to South Clinton Baptist, and there was a falling out, and she kind of got disencouraged by church. Wow. And so she didn't go back either. After September 11th, went back to church and started going back and going, man, I, I don't remember learning this. What is, what is, and when somebody said Paul wrote Romans, I was like, well, how's that guy know? <laughs> How does he know that? Because I never picked up the Bible and read it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was always listening to the preacher, the Sunday school teacher. That's right. And so we went to that church up until 2008, and we moved back home. And then I found out my son was pregnant, 
And I had this. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I mean, my wife was pregnant with my son. Sorry. Hold on. Let's just cut that out. Start over back with that, who's pregnant. That would go right along with the world today, though. So, I mean, you could keep it and laugh about it. My wife was pregnant with our son. You should keep that. Okay. All right. We got it. So, I like it. Sorry. No, you're, yeah, that's you're me. good. That's me. I wasn't going to call you out, but I couldn't let it go. Well, I appreciate it because I didn't even catch it. Yeah, because we really wouldn't have known who was pregnant. <laughs> oh, I was pregnant with my son uh, I I, maybe he was talking about hold a on, sp- it's good. <laughs> <laughs> right. she's gonna spit out some coffee <laughs> I'm gonna pull a George Costanza. I'm good. I'm out. Are you leaving on a high note? I'm a I was, Yes. I'm yeah, she knows what way. I'm talking yeah. about. Leaving on a high note. Oh, that's I'm awesome. Out. You was talking about a spiritual conception, right? <laughs> Little, I, I guess. Oh man. But oh. my wife was pregnant with our son. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And so I got like, hey, it's my job as a parent to teach him mm-hmm. about Jesus. Mm-hmm. But yeah. how do I teach him if I don't know? Boy, you, come that's on, right. Come so on. that started the journey for me, really, in 2009. I enrolled in Liberty University online in biblical oh, wow. studies. That's amazing. And uh, my wife's like, where's this going? I, I, I don't know. I need to know. <laughs> and so I started learning, and I got into it. And then one day I was working Met this lady who her husband was a pastor at New Salem. And next thing you know, I'm talking with him and I got offered a job to teach the youth. I didn't feel like I should have. I mean, the money wasn't for me. It was just teaching. And now my son's born and we have him in church and we live the faith at home. That goes along with the church because mm-hmm. that's where church happens really is in your home thank you you go to church and that's where you sharpen yourself up and you're around other believers but to me it doesn't mean anything if i go to church you sit in the pew you act right but i go home and i throw my bible on the shelf and sit back watch tv the the world watches my son sees this and goes i don't want to play church yeah Mm mm-hmm how can I tell them it's substance if I'm not feeding on it? Yeah. And how do you fix the problem that you had? I mean, you got drugged to church your whole life, but it oh. never really soaked in. Like Corey says all the time, you can go to church your whole life, but you've never really been churched. You just show up. Well, I think if I tell my son, it's very important to go to church. You need to go to church. That's where we commune with other believers to strengthen one another, to live in this world. But when I come home, I don't act different than the world. Yeah. yeah. He's going to look at me and go, well, why are you, you, you say this at church, but when you're home, you do, you know. So I feel like we're kind of in the opposite in our house. We we're living it at home and we're, you know, our, our church, we're starting that at home, but getting my girls to feel comfortable enough to go to a church. Like when I told them, hey, let's go to a church. Like, why? We don't need to do that. We've got just Jesus or we've got, you know, we do church or why, why do we need to go to a church? Well, it, it says in the Bible, we're to commune with believers. Switching gears just a little bit, Gallops. What year was it we met? Was that 2009 or 2008? 
2008 is when I started working with you. And, and I was trying to remember back. I don't remember a time that you weren't en- engulfed in, in, in Christianity and, and always talking about it and trying to bring people on that side with you. And at that time, I'm 100% certain I was 100% against it. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Corey knows something about that. Uh, and let me That's say. what I want to hear about. I want to hear about your journey with, with trying to convert this guy, Stephen. I, I was pretty quick at shutting him down. I mean, I don't think it would be a journey per se. We had our, our moments. Well, he was on a journey. He just you know, didn't I've know never you weren't about it on that it. Way. <laughs> but, you know, I, 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 I've talked to you since this, when I found out about you here. Uh, yeah, I think we... How uh, wrong I was in me trying to tell you about the faith. Say that again, John. I would. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I, I mean, I was. But why do you, I, I don't think I would say it quite like that because I don't think you were wrong for telling him about the faith, but maybe you're trying to say how you did it. I think my motivation too maybe was a little approach. different. Or my approach or I, I was like, because working with Queener, you know, he's like a, I need to see black and white. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he'll shoot you down and then go take a nap, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. not bad enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we don't need to talk about Jesus or go down that road. Yes. Done. This, this is getting personal, I think. <laughs> but, and I said to you. This is awesome. I said, you would be great. I said that to you. You did, and I remember that clearly. Well, I, I did. I said, man, you, you don't know what you would do because you're headstrong about something. Yeah, and you know, I drug you into all kinds of things, uh, mostly, you know, fitness or biking or running or, or swimming. I had you doing all kinds of things, and the one thing that you were trying to push on me, I, I pushed away pretty hard. So I have a question. Yeah. Is this the guy that, that the timeline would have been right? I remember at one point, he was doing all this research, and I mean, doing some Bible reading, and he could quote some Bible stuff at you, but I think he wasn't doing it for himself. He was doing it to combat at others. Oh yeah, and, and so I think you're right. Um, because I don't, I don't want to just say no without having knowledge. So yes, I want to be able to spout out the information of of why I'm not going to do it, or or I know that, but I still don't agree with you. Oh yeah, yeah. So that I was heard probably him right. Tell people, and it's awkward when you're standing there with him, and he's like, "We're not going to go down that road. We're not talking religion. Don't do this with me." It's more awkward. When he is not standing with you, but when he's talking to you, <laughs> that, that, that's yeah. pretty awkward. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I know what you're talking about. Cause I saw that same thing in Steven. It's, it's his ability to lead. He's a leader. He's yes. a natural born leader. And I, I see that same thing. And you, you, anybody that is trying to, convert somebody or tell somebody about Jesus, that's what you want. That's what the kingdom needs is that people charisma. like that. You need yeah. that charisma that really is just... Just like John said, or or actually Stephen said about John, Stephen got you to go work out, to go swim, to go... And just how he was so persuasive in doing that, you're thinking... Wow, what could this dude do for the kingdom? How could he persuade people to follow Jesus? Yeah, he got too. me to buy a five hundred dollar bike that my wife still talks about. 
<laughs> I just kind of oh, forgot about way. that. Wow. Well, I was ready. I mean, I I was doing it. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I I told my wife, I said, he'd be great at this. You know, and I say great at this. Like, I mean, just if you believed, I knew you would be out there. Right. And then I think I used some of the same words with you as I did Corey. Um, Cause man, I can remember a time very clearly that we were together working. Yeah, I would like to know some of those words you <laughs> used on him. Yeah. And Corey's it, still hurting from those words that you yeah. used on him. The wounds heal. Part of me is still laying in the asphalt back there. <laughs> John, you were, you were trying to talk to somebody and, and bring them on, on your side and tell them they need to go to church and tell them that, yeah. you know, this can fix all things. And, I pulled you to the side and I said, would you just shut the <laughs> up because either do it or leave her alone because we can't keep going down this road. And I think that's some of the same words I used with you, Corey, but. I've uh, heard you say that to people before. <laughs> yes, you did use. It's well, that, even, really that one word that you used a lot with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I even bought a book for Steve. <laughs> did you? Do you remember that? You know, did I give it back to you? Yeah. <laughs> I do remember that. You said, yeah, I used it to level my table. I did say that. <laughs> I forgot all about that. Well, we, we talked. What was the book? Understanding the Bible. Wow. But I was like, hey, here you go. I got this for you. Yeah. I said, I want you to have this. And uh, it was a week later, I got it back. <laughs> got it back. He said, "I fixed my table with it." <laughs> John, John, I want to give you an apology for that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, but well, that is nice that he apologized. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but see, I was thinking, you know, if I could just do this, if I could just do that, he would. If I, but see, what you're hearing is, if I can do it, right? I can. Mm -hmm. do it. I was so dead set on it it was more of a mission for me to convert them yeah mm -hmm. but it's not me to convert it's me to just hey god loves you he died for you i think it's awesome all this is amazing because what you are saying you're saying you know you you might have did it wrong you might have had a wrong approach but really you did plant a seed mm -hmm. and now he can look back on those times. Hey, man, John really, you know, he really was uh, pursuing me about Jesus. And I, and I see that now because I know that Stephen thinks about all the people that even mention Jesus, even though he said, uh, yeah, you don't want to go that road. <laughs> we, we don't want to go down that. Corey, you know, if you path. remember, too, one of the first things that I said after coming to just Jesus is I probably need to call John. Yeah, you sure did. <laughs> mm -hmm. It was like one of the first things you said. I, I think it was. I need to invite John. You will love John, Corey. We need to get John over here. Mm -hmm. But he also said, Stephen said, John will not believe what's happening with me. I listened to the podcast and I was like, wow. And his sister too? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and his because when I heard what you said about it, I didn't even think about Jesus or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And then it's funny how when you changed, your sister was changing, and then you just helped her along. Mm -hmm. That's right. But would you have would she have found faith if you didn't do it? Probably not. I was trucking along just fine, and thought I thought that was the impact, the mm -hmm. the power, because God. 
if you don't know, you need to know some of the things that God literally, God dealt with Stephen on with dreams. I heard that, the Mm -hmm. dreams episode. But let me just say this, with Revelation, God literally dealt with Stephen. I mean, that's something you you would like read about in the Bible, how Jesus literally uh, gave revelation to Paul the Apostle from God to Paul. So God dealt with Stephen in such a powerful way like that. That's how Stephen was changed. Well, then Savannah was changed because of the powerful conversion that she saw in Stephen. That's all I needed. That was yeah. her that was her well, it, uh, it, shaking point to change, mm-hmm. you know. It's amazing. It, well, it's like the conversion of Paul. He there, was Saul. Yeah. He con- uh going out there killing the church. Mhm. But see if you know Jesus said, "Look, you're going to take my message throughout the world." Start in Jerusalem. Um, I'd like I'd like to insert right there because not a lot of people think about the power of what you're saying right here. He was talking. Yeah, none of this means anything to me yet. You, I, I'm, I've heard this story you before. Yeah. I believe this story. If you want to read about it, Savannah, I believe, or anybody that's listening, if you want to read about it, I believe it's in Acts nine. But if you think about when Saul was converted and struck down, literally by the light on the road to Damascus. It was because it. <laughs> it was because Ananias, Jesus told Ananias to go lay hands on him and pray for him. Yep. And Ananias was scared to death for his life because he said, Jesus, like he's telling Jesus, <laughs> this man, this man Saul has the power to bind all that call on his name and imprison them, and he's even killing them. And the crazy thing is, is this is what I was going to get to, what you just said. Jesus told Ananias, go anyways. Yeah. Because, here, I'm getting to it. He, Saul, is a chosen vessel to bear my name before the children of Israel, before the kings of the earth, before the Gentiles, and the Gentiles is anything that's not a Jew, if you're wondering. Yeah. But what he, you said, he's, he's going to go bear the message. Yep. Here's the message. Jesus said to Ananias, he said, he, Saul, is a chosen vessel to bear my name. Yep. Is think, he the think one? Think about that. That, like, the miracle of making the blind man see again? Because I saw he was blind for three days. That's another story. You're probably talking about Bartimaeus. That was Paul that was blind for three Three days. Three days. I see that. Okay. But it was Ananias that put his hand. But you're probably, there's also another story where he literally. (gasps) Healed. A miracle. Yes, he healed. A man came to Jesus called uh, Bartimaeus, and he was blind. Okay, and so you you may be thinking about that, but that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, Saul lost his sight because God literally struck him down on the road to Damascus. He was actually traveling to imprison and kill Christians. He was there when Stephen was stoned, and it was so crazy because Jesus from heaven struck him down on the road with a light that was so bright, so much brighter than the sun that it took his sight for three days. And there was like a scale substance that came over his eyes. 
And when he came down to the ground and fell to his face, he looked up into the light and he said, Lord, who art thou? Who are you? And the voice came back and said, I am Jesus who you persecute. And this is crazy. I want everybody to get this because it's so powerful. Jesus said, I am Jesus whom you persecute. It was, Saul was actually imprisoning Christians. He wasn't imprisoning or he wasn't hurting physically Jesus. Jesus had already been crucified. Yeah. But when the voice came to Saul, the voice said, I am Jesus who you are persecuting. Why? Because every follower of Christ and Christian makes up the body of Jesus. Yeah. I wish somebody would shout right there. I mean, yeah. Amen. he said, you are persecuting me. <laughs> there you I go. It. I love it. So, <laughs> so we wonder wh where people get that or where Paul even got that teaching of we make up the hands and feet, the body of Jesus reaching into this world to the lost. That's why. Because Paul was persecuting the believers mm -hmm. and Jesus said, you're persecuting me. It's like he said, this is my body. When people go, why didn't Jesus do this? Why didn't Jesus do that? Well, the church is here. That's what we're to do. Exactly. We're the ones that you see somebody hungry, give them food. Now, I, I haven't been the best Christian. <laughs> but who has, John? Exactly. You know? But I remember, you will get this, Steve. There's two sides of us. You know, when people come up and beg for money, one mm -hmm. side comes out and I'm like, get away from me. Mm -hmm. And you know what this side is. That's right. Kind of sounds like Stephen when you're trying to say believe in yeah. Jesus. Because you always feel like you're being tricked. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's taken me in prayer to change my heart See, on I that always, aspect. I've always, here you go. <laughs> I that, just, that's a beautiful thing, though. That really is. It, I mean, that is. Uh, so I'm working on that. Yeah, but that's good that you're real. You're real like mm -hmm. that because yeah. we do have that human side. Man, we're still walking around in the flesh. Oh, yeah. You, you got Jesus, but you also still live in this flesh. And this flesh wants to go against every single thing that God wants us to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the flesh, the natural mind of a human being wants to say, God? Mm -hmm. what? Who wants to have anything to do with God? I don't want to do, what's somebody going to think of me if I go tell this person in Walmart about Jesus or the Taco Bell? Hey, do you know Jesus? That's still intimidating <laughs> to me. But it's it's probably not intimidation. It's probably the flesh just saying, hey, you're going to look like an idiot, Savannah. Now, you I'm don't okay need to do that. With, like getting up and speaking with like-minded people who I know are have accepted Christ. And I can speak all day long to those people, but going in like, Cold calling Come on. is so scary let's, and uncomfortable. Let's see, I like to tell everybody that's listening, you going into your church building on Sunday morning is not going into the world and letting your light shine. Mm -hmm. the, the, Jesus said, now that I'm going away, you know, I was the light of the world. Now you are the light of the world. 
And when you go into a church house, a physical church building, you're not shining your light there. You're getting filled up with the word and being around what you were quoting a minute ago. The Bible says, Paul says, forsake not the assembling of ourselves together. And David said in Psalms 133, behold how good and how pleasant it is for brothers and sisters to dwell together in unity. There's power when we come together with believers and we come in the house to sharpen one another and to hear the word of God. When we hear the word of God, it builds our faith and fills us up with power. Then we go out into the world. Then we can walk into the Walmart. Then we can go into the Taco Bell. Then we can go into the Sam's and say, hey, do you know Jesus loves you? Do you know Jesus at all? What are the, well, the worst thing they're going to say is no. Who cares? They're going to say we're not going to go down that road. Yeah. We're not going to go down yeah. that road. Did I stop when you said that, Stephen? No, I think when you fell to the ground, you stopped just for a smidgen second. Well, I, but... I laughed. Yeah. I, I had to fall down in like complete surprise of the words you said. Me and, and, I, me and Queener would have a lot of conversations on that. Oh, man. I yeah, bet. for sure. But I'll bet you he remembers all that. I know he does because like we said... When he first came to just Jesus, man, there's somebody I got to get to come here. Mm-hmm. And he said, John. So you planted yeah. some things so, in him so that you, meant something. Yes. So you don't ever need to think, you know, your approach, your approach is the only approach you can give. That's John's approach, you know. Yeah. And, he just wasn't ready. And John, you're doing all the right things, man. I, I talk to people to this day that, that either work in the same building or know you from work. And they're like, oh, yeah, John. Yeah, he's always reading his Bible. He's always doing something. Well, I tell people, uh, it's like church is where we go to re-energize. That's right. But at home, if we're not in the word, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, you're going to be slowly depleted and then you're going to have to Sunday to fill back up. That's right. Mm -hmm. We need to be in that constantly. Yes. And, and it's a beautiful thing for your kids to see you reading the scriptures Mm -hmm. or, Talking about in Deuteronomy, it says, when you get up in the morning, have Jesus on your lips or God on your lips, Jesus on your lips. Yeah. At night, when you go to bed, have Jesus on your lips. As you walk around the day, talk about Jesus. I think the only just Jesus I came to before I really just got into this, it hit me so much. You all did the flashlight. Yeah. Oh, that was one of my favorite ones we've it ever done. It was amazing. So they had this light with this big cord, and Corey was talking about brother created that, letting by the this way. light shine. <laughs> and when you walk around, keeping your light bright and just, you know, showering others with your light. Yeah. So doing that through the week, and he had this light, and, and he was talking about letting people dim your light. And it was amazing. That was one of those most powerful things that I still think about. That's awesome. It's a little bitty Isn't that awesome? song, like this little light of mine, I'm going to let exactly. it shine. But the way they set it Let's up and the way they a verse. did it. Yeah. <laughs> if it I sing, your podcast is done. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome, though. And, and like uh, you said, you know, you said at church it was easy for you to talk about Jesus and stuff. Right. 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 See, this is the thing. Like the Bible says, train up a child in the way it should go. Mm-hmm. And when it's old, it will not depart from it. So the thing is, church starts at home. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. In all of us in this room or anybody listening, 
how weird would it be for you to just walk through your house and scream out, Jesus? Would that be weird? Would that be weird if you said, thank you, Jesus? Mm -hmm. And if it would be weird, then there's a problem because there doesn't need to be uh, an issue in the home to where nobody ever hears about Jesus. And like we walk around every day as Christians and we believe, but how often are we telling our kids about Jesus? Hey, kids, let's, uh, let's kneel down by the couch here and let's, let's all pray together. Let's have a, a family prayer. Before we go to bed, let's kneel down by the bed here and let's pray. Let's talk a little bit about Jesus. Like when my kids get sick or my wife gets sick, I say, hey, let me pray for you right now. Mm -hmm. And like my middle child literally looks at me like I'm an alien and runs. <laughs> Mine, I think, would feel uncomfortable because this is new for them to see me. But how did you feel or think about Stephen the first time I said, hey, man, let's talk about Jesus. And you said, oh, heck no, we're not going down that road. But if we keep persevering like John did and make it a task that we're going to keep talking about Jesus, I'm going to keep saying, hey, let me pray for you. I'm going to keep saying that name Jesus to my daughter until mm -hmm. guess what? She's going to get to the age and it's not going to be weird anymore. I strive for that. I want mine to feel comfortable and, and not, I want them to feel like it's okay yes. to let your light shine all the time and to feel good about speaking about Jesus. Yeah, the just Jesus that you came to, is that where I opened up talking about Jesus freaks? Oh, uh, mm -hmm. and I'm just, <laughs> yeah. So John, and I think I might've referred that to you a time or two. actually meant she was crying if anybody's yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it could have went either way. <laughs> so she was crying because of the conversion of her brother, if you're just wondering what that sound was. She was so moved. No. Just a synopsis, I was talking about, you know, how I used to judge those people, the Jesus freaks. And now that I'm kind of one of them, it doesn't seem quite so weird, but that's exactly what it was. And that was mainly talking about, you know, Corey and, and John, you too. I mean... And after all, God showed you all the dreams and all the things that God showed you in such a short period of time to give you, like I would say, a crash course mm -hmm. into a lifestyle and a dimension and a realm where God actually is. Where you now, you know, as opposed to when you talked to John or even a year ago, you, you might have thought it was the craziest thing in the world. But now we can mention casting out devils. We can mention witnessing. We can mention talking about Jesus, laying his hands on people and healing people and even to the disciples of Jesus. I'm one of the Jesus freaks, I guess. But Come on, yeah. man. But we should be proud of that. And, I, I, and especially as a family, Stephen, I think it'd be good for my girls because they're new into this. They've gone to Christian school their whole lives. But... To see us openly talking about it and worshiping would help them so much. Oh, without a doubt. Well, you know, I was proud of my kids last night when you asked them if they wanted to go to church this morning. They both oh. said, oh, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, that that was so cool to watch all of them. And on our way home today, it was just me and Myla and Maddie. And we talked all the way home about religion. Yeah, and just for reference, that's that's my two kids. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, you're, you're good. Kids. But yeah, his kids. My girls stayed back, and I brought his home, and then I've got to take him back home with me. But they were asking me questions, and it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, speaking of me growing up in church, there'd be times I'd be like laying in bed on a Sunday morning, going, "Okay, 
maybe today we'll stay home from church. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe today we won't go because that's how I felt. Oh, with that I had other things I needed to do on a Sunday. I'm mm-hmm. 12 years old. I got a job, you know. No, I don't. I just wanted to sleep <laughs> in. Oh, but my kids, you know, I'm like, oh, mommy's sick. You know, she's not going to be able to go. We're still going though, right? That's awesome. Yeah. There's no excuse. They want to go. On Wednesday nights we go. We go on Sundays. They want to be there. And, and you know, that's still one of my hiccups. I don't feel comfortable taking my kids and, and sending them off to a different room to learn about Jesus or God in a different way than what I know I would approve of. But what you do is, and this is for anybody, just because the man's on the stage preaching out of the Bible doesn't mean it's coming from the Word of God. You need to get into the Word so when you hear something, you go, mm-hmm. That just ain't right. And that's right. So if we do that in the main part of the church and I'm there, when we leave, I can say, hey, let me explain this or let me correct this. Yeah. Which is why you're saying you need to be with them. That's right. So they're they're not getting pulled off and talked about anything that's not biblical. But if you really get down to it, Sunday school, like your kids going this way and uh, everybody's separated. That's a worldly thing into the church. Yeah. yeah I don't, back in the I don't 1800s, 1900s, I mean, back in the days, mother, dad, sister, kids, kids we were together. All be on the pew together. Mm-hmm. Right. But when you separate, you're trusting me or you to yeah. teach right. some kids. And that's the thing. I, that I don't they may trust not them. believe. Because I don't know them. But that's the world we live in. Yeah. But I know the church that I attended when we lived in Michigan was awesome because I knew when my girls went to children's church, they talked about the same type of thing that we talked about in the main service. So it was all related. And, and I like that. Yes. But now if, if Corey came and said, hey, I'm going to take your kids over here and talk about God. John, if you came and said that or Savannah, I'd be like, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Just as you know, send them home. But I I know and I have a reference point. And I think maybe that's where you said trust. Yeah. That's that's where you have to build that rapport Mm -hmm. with your church and build that trust within the church before you do that. And that's where I I lack, I guess. Well, you just hadn't been around it a a whole bunch. Yeah. I want to worship with my girls. Yes. I do too, and it should be that way. I kept all four of them with me today. They several people came. You know, we have children's church. You know, and I was like, actually, I just really like for them to be with me today. Well, and, and that's yeah. what I told you when you volunteered to take my kids. I said, yeah, as long as they stay with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah. That's the queener I know. Right there. <laughs> yeah, but I'm glad because we did communion today. And it was the first time that all four girls had done that, and I was able to talk to them, which I felt really proud because I was able to tell them what it meant and what we were doing it for. <laughs> yeah. You know, and we were sisters in Christ, and we could do those things and talk about it. It, it was awesome. I love it. That's, that's great. Hey, John, thanks for coming in. It's been a blast, man, and it was hey. great catching up and hearing all those fun stories about me back in. Uh, Back in the day before Jesus. The sweetheart <laughs> queener. <laughs> hey, I but I tell it. you, though, I, I always thought of you as a friend, and I still do. I feel like we could go years without talking and still catch up and, and be, be like good. we'd never been away. Yeah. Uh, and I tell you, I there's times in your life when you look back and you're like, man, I wish that could have been go right back to that. Yep. But it'll never be the same. But that's adapt adaptations. You just got to adapt to what's going on. And God sends you out different places and brings people into your life. No doubt. I'm sure there's somebody else there you can save. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, you want to close this out, Corey? Yeah, I'd like to say this. Always remember this. Jesus is not a resource. He is the source. Amen. I love it. That's great. Let's do it again, guys.